0: Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Marco tries to make a dent in their backlog, one game at a time. This is episode 9, Infamous First Light, the standalone DLC that came out, I don't know how long after Second Sun, but it's been a while since I've played Second Sun, so returning to First Light was a nice reminder of how much I enjoyed Second Sun, especially how much I love the neon power which is what first light focuses on as you play as abigail walker it's it's a weird setup the way the dlc is structured in that you start off trying to leave seattle with your brother i guess the cops or authorities are after you probably because you're a conduit i'm not sure i don't remember spoilers i don't think the story is that great but you are trying to leave with your brother and the cops get there and then you run off I don't know if you're trying to get away from the cops, distract them or something. Right. You return, your brother's gone. And you're like, oh no, what's right? what's happening? You're all crying. And this dude, Shane, comes up. Uh, I think not at that exact moment, but some other moment when you're crying. And he knew your brother. He wants to help. But then he turns out to be a real piece of crap. And you have to chase after him after he's caught and it really doesn't matter the story is bad it's not an engaging story the structure of it is weird where you are telling this person because the game is set up so that a good chunk of it is in the past and you telling it to this woman who is a higher up of the whatever evil organization and you are in this kind of what would you call it Not a play area, but in this little, like, obstacle course type of thing. I don't know. But uh, they use that to let you try out powers as you reveal them to your captor. And then it's like, okay, uh, let me let me show you this new power I got. This one I I haven't told you about yet because you're blocked off to certain powers just because you, as Abigail Walker, have refused to tell your person. So you can't use those in earlier flashbacks just because while you had those powers you didn't tell her about them so the weird thing about that setup is that you go back and forth between these, you spend a lot of time in the city but you you have to do these little challenges that involve you pushing enemies off of a thing and, and taking a few of them down, collecting hostages and stuff like that basically giving you a tutorial of the little side missions that exist in the game and it's all fine but it's just this weird thing of going Back and forth between these bits when I would rather just be in the city the whole time. I don't need these little story bits that provide a short little tutorial of new powers and then force me to do these little challenges because they also have full on challenges in those areas where you're either trying to collect hostages or just survive as long as you can. I think those are the only two types of challenges. But those provide you with skill points. So it's a good idea to do those. I, I did one of each in each of the three areas to get a good amount of skill points because they're they're pretty easy to last a while. And when you hit diamond status, that that's the max. Uh, and you need those for getting your trophies and whatnot, but also just getting probably around a dozen or so skill points per challenge, which is nice. And those will also help you get your other like not challenged missions but just the the little things like kill this many of these types of enemies etc and those are those are fine but they go on a little bit long i think they could be a bit more challenging after a while they just felt a little bit tedious but they're completely optional and you don't have to do them the weirdest thing about those things both in the story and just doing the side uh, the, the the challenges yourself is that the outfit she's wearing looks so ridiculously like shell in portal you have orange pants and a light gray hoodie and i could not think of anything other than portal every time i was playing in those areas it was just really distracting but the game itself lasts for a little under four hours i'd say for me at least Uh, i played it to 85% completion, I collected all the Lumens, which are First Light's version of Orbs, like in Crackdown or anything, where they just have them scatter around the environment You collect them for skill points and whatnot. I did all of the races and did all the graffiti, which was a reminder of how annoying that was in the first game. Maybe it wasn't as annoying, but it just didn't feel good. I, I don't remember it telling me in First Light that I should turn over my controller and shake it which was kind of neat at the time but since this isn't really spray painting with paint but painting quote-unquote with your neon powers and making neon signs which is cool you know being able to do that but it's not a fun gameplay thing but it's it's such a minor aspect and there's there's no time limit or anything so it doesn't matter that they take a little bit longer you can't get interrupted they're real simple easy ways to get skill points and I, like I said, I played the three of the challenges. So if you just focus on the story, it's probably about three hours. If you just mainline the, the story content, though, I would recommend doing a, a bit of the side things just because you get a lot of skill points so you can make your character much more powerful. I was playing on normal, never that challenging, but it's nice to have all these new powers and whatnot to, to mess around with just so, so going back to the game itself, I already said that I don't think the story is that good. That doesn't matter because the game itself is a lot of fun. Like I said at the the top of the show, it reminded me of how much I enjoyed the Neon Power, especially for traversing the city. It feels so good. I would almost say it feels better than swinging in Spider-Man. Spider-Man feels good. It looks good. But the freedom you're allowed with the Neon Power is... Maybe the most freeing traversal system, movement system in any game. Because unless you run into a long ceiling, some of them you still go through, you can just fly all over the place. You hold down the B button. or (laughs) I'm so used to Xbox that I still say. You hold down the circle button, and then you just go wherever you want. You move at a pretty quick pace, but if you hit these little points that are scattered all over the map, it'll give you a nice little boost, which then feels really good. But traversing around this little chunk of Seattle feels so good. The restriction you get in a lot of games with movement where, like in Assassin's Creed or anything, where that has some kind of parkour system where you're climbing around and you're moving quickly, but then you hit a point where it's like, nope, I got to adjust it a little and maybe lean to the left or the right, or I get stuck on an object. It's like, wait, I have to press this again because you won't jump up quite the place that he needs to get i need to move it around a little that doesn't happen in first light you just hit that button and you go nothing's gonna stop you except ceilings like i said Uh, and, and in some scenarios these little bits of smoke that the enemy start throwing in the environment you can't go through those but those are very limited and easy to avoid but just moving around with the neon power is so much fun and the offensive abilities shooting the neon Going into slow-mo for a short period of time when you zoom in and focusing on the weak points of an enemy is cool because it makes a little shock wave whenever you hit those points. You get a rocket ability so you can shoot off like three homing missiles and a a burst power which allows you to push enemies off their feet and that's fun to mix with the regular shooting. So you push someone off an edge or something and then you shoot them with the, the regular bolts you also have singularity which is your super move which you get by taking down enemies and building it up which creates a big ball in the sky that just sucks enemies towards it which is really cool when you get to do it and that's what makes first light such a fun time it's not the story it's just that it's a really fun game to play it controls well it's fun to play around in this small section of the city. It's not a real big slice of Seattle. I don't remember how big it was in Second Sun, but it's pretty small in, in First Light, but it is this smaller slice, this little bit of DLC. And what it really wow. made me want more than anything is more Infamous. And that's probably what they want out of the game is for people to play it and say you know what, I just want more of this. And I And I really hope we get more Infamous at some point in the future. I know Sucker Punch is currently working on Ghost of Tsushima, which hasn't grabbed me, but I'm still excited for just because I'm a big fan of Sucker Punch. But First Light, if you've never played it, it is such a fun, short experience that you can get through in anywhere between three to five hours, depending on if you want to 100% it or just get through the story. You don't have to pay attention to the story you can still enjoy all of the little bit of all the combat scenarios and whatnot some of them aren't that great and you don't have to have any kind of knowledge or experience with the franchise prior to first light to enjoy it and i think it's a, a good way to introduce yourself to the series and then maybe pick up second son though second son i believe is probably very cheap at this point but also i think it was a playstation plus game at some point so it's free for a lot of people with a ps4 so if you haven't already checked out second Sun or first light you should definitely play both of those because i think both games are some of the best somewhat forgotten games on the system because they released so early the funny thing too before i end this here episode is that first light also reminded me of the dumb gimmicky things games used to do with the controller like playing audio through it so when somebody calls you on your cell phone the audio for that the ringing will come through the controller i completely forgot that the controller has a speaker on it so when that was happening i'm like oh i forgot when games used to play around with this having the ringing coming from the controller does nothing because it's not like you have to then pick it up and turn it and put it to your ear or anything that would be kind of neat but also a little annoying and like i said with the Spray painting, you move the controller around to spray your neon sign on there. But really, First Light is just a simple, fun game in a franchise that is one of the best superhero franchises out there. I think the second game was a bit of a misfire, still solid, but Infamous 1, Second Son, and now First Light are all fantastic games. The, The second one is also a really enjoyable game. And one of the nice things, too, about First Light specifically, because it's focused on the Neon Power and only the Neon Power, is that given how freeing it is for traversal and all that, and not having to rely on jumping around on objects or anything like that, it doesn't have the problem that previous Infamous games have had with real sticky climbing, which is something that annoyed me, particularly in the second one, which is why that one kind of bothered me to a point and if you don't know what i'm talking about i just mean that you're climbing up something and you're maybe jumping from light pole to light pole or on a building or whatever and you want to jump to a specific point but instead your character is jumping to something else They, they seem like they're attracted to that like they're magnetized to it they seem a little bit too sticky to it so you don't have to worry about that in first light because with the neon power you go anywhere you want and it feels good when you unlock more of the traversal maneuvers like doing a little boost through the air and doing multiples of those So yeah first light is a really enjoyable game that is somewhat hurt by its weird story structure and the fact that the story isn't that great but ultimately it's just a fun small little package and one i highly recommend for anyone just looking for a good time especially if you like superhero-ish games because even though it's not a marvel game or a dc game or whatnot it is a superhero game and the superpowers are fun and that's all you really want out of a superhero game i mean you'd like a nice story but if you can only take one good story good gameplay i'll take the gameplay any day so That will do it for this episode of Attack the Backlog. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kuznese. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere, at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Sausage podcast, and plenty more crap. And both of those shows are available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video versions of those shows, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and watch both of them there. I highly recommend watching the video version of Attack the Backlog because it really is the best way to consume the show. And if you'd like to check out some of my art, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link. It'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs. And as always, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoy this episode and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.